crazy. Um, I want to start this off by acknowledging that we are in the land of the Coast Salish, Squamish, and Musqueam First Nations. Um, also, this is our second time trying to record this. The first attempt ended in a horrendously clicky audio file that just could not be saved. So here we are. Yeah. Crazy. Um, how was your day, Sam? Uh, long and boring, but I'm here now. So it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I'll try and make it a little bit better. Um, I'll try and I'll do this in a little bit of a different order than we did last time because um, I feel like we're just going to have the same conversation, which is certainly by no means a bad thing. But um, let's start it off a little bit differently. All right. What are your plans going forwards as an adult competitive climber? Because I know you only have one year left competing in youth. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I do. Unfortunately, um, I was hoping I'd get an extra year, but of course COVID happened. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of not thinking about it too much right now. I'm going to probably reevaluate closer to the end of the season, but I'm hoping to continue competing maybe more semi-competitively and not uh, full time like I am now. All right. But. That's fair enough. You are putting quite a bit into it right now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I am. A lot, a lot's going on. Um, as far as training goes, um, I would love to touch on that. Um, I'm curious about what your training looks like from week to week and between cycles. So as a, as an athlete that competes, I'm sure you have times where you're training a lot harder or you're spending a lot more time climbing, spending time off the wall. Uh, what does that look like for you? Like what would be a really intense week and what would be maybe a pretty chill week after a competition? Yeah. So, um, Right before a competition, uh, a couple practices before, uh, we usually focus uh, less on the training and more on like on the wall climbing and also just tone it down a lot. So just longer rest in between climbs, uh, like very light conditioning, uh, just to give, have our bodies be in a, you know, healthier, hopefully less injured spot uh, for competitions. Um, and then afterwards, we kind of usually we take a couple sessions just to reflect on the competition, you know, have discussions and stuff with our coaches, uh, which is really helpful. Uh, and then we just kind of pick up and <laughs> move on to the next competition, really. All right. Um, I'm curious about what those discussions would be like. What is something that you'd usually go over? And uh, have you learned anything through going back and looking at yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, usually we talk about, um, uh, we get feedback from our coaches on things we did really well and things we did could work on. And then we'd also give feedback or our thoughts on the competition. Uh, and for me, it's been really helpful, uh, at least the last season, which was my first season competing. Um, my first couple of comps, I didn't realize how important like the mental game was. So I was kind of just going in and saying, okay, I'm going to go up the wall let's go. <laughs> um, and so I came back from my first competition. And I was like, wow, that was not what I expected. And then my coaches gave me feedback on stuff that I wasn't doing so much, like resting, uh, <laughs> stretching, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, they've been, they've been amazing. Cool. Um, I guess mental, the mental aspect of competing is so big. Um, it's such a complex sport to climb up things, but, um, 
were there any like shockers for you in that first competition? Like things that you weren't expecting to happen that did happen or how you felt to be overwhelming? Uh, yeah, I was really shocked that I ran out of time on the first competition. So the first comp I did was like, um, like a free for all style where we had three hours to just climb as many climbs as we could. I was like, wow, three hours. That's so long. That's like an entire practice session. I have so much time. So I kind of just went into it really relaxed and, uh, you know, tried a couple climbs here and there. And then like the last half an hour came along. I'm like, oh no, I have to, I have to climb. I, I, I was so rushed and so panicked. It was, um, it was a lot, but, uh, yeah, that was a good learning experience on time management, which, uh, is way more important when you do a different format of climbing, which is five on five off where you have five minutes to climb boulder, five minutes rest and then on to the next. Um, so that was, that was a good introduction. Cool. Yeah. That does sound like a, a very differently formatted comp. Would this be one of the, um, more open competitions at the hype throws? Uh, yeah, something similar. So this comp was at, um, project climbing Cloverdale, uh, but the Hive also throws similar ones, I believe. Yeah, I've competed in something similar, though. It was a dino comp, so it's just like silly dinos, and you get two or three hours to do as many as you can, but yeah. um, never anything like that. But that does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, that uh, was great. Cool. Uh, are there any other climbing gyms in the area that you go at? So you just mentioned, like, Project Cloverdale. Do you, go to, do you ever go to Base 5 or um, Nice... Or I don't know what the gym is called. Genesis, yeah. nice. That's nice. A rock <laughs> um, PC climbing or project climbing Cloverdale and Nice are really too far for practices. Um, usually, we just train at the Hive and like all these different locations. Uh, we haven't. We go to the base five gyms, like especially uh, the North Shore one or the Edge uh, for rope climbing, uh, and also the Richmond Oval. We go quite a bit too. That place is awesome. If you haven't been, I don't know. Uh, uh, I've poked my head in it once, but I've never actually climbed there. Oh, you should. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Whoa. I, they, they do, do they have a bouldering wall? It's like, it's really short, but long. It's But the setting there is pretty good. So, have they, to they go on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen their, um, their lead wall, and it looked really impressive. <laughs> very, very impressive. Yeah, that's really cool. Definitely worth a, uh, a a checkout. I didn't realize you guys went there to train. Yeah, it's uh, we went quite a bit over the summer. Uh, usually now we go as much as we can, which is like once a month, unfortunately. But yeah. Whoa, so is there anything about their facilities that makes it worth the trip out? Um, mainly just the size and the quality of setting uh, at their lead wall. Um, it gives us a, a really good chance to try like really hard uh, and comp style lead climbs. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. And obviously that's not really something offered by the hype. So, uh, it's good no. to get out and <laughs> yeah. try, um, uh, try on some stuff that you'll be competing on. Um, as far as the climbing team goes, I know you're on the, um, swarm team, right? I am. Yeah. Um, as well as the BC climbing team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was the process of getting onto the teams? Like, did you get reach out? Did you reach out? Or did someone come in contact with you? Like, what what happened? Um, it's been a while, and I kind of forget the details. But I'm pretty sure I just saw Christian Christian Core, who's the head coach, 
and uh, Andrew, who's the owner of the Hive Gyms. I'm pretty sure I saw them at uh, either it was just a random time with climbing or one of the gyms opening. I can't remember, but I saw both of them, and then um, I'd known them previously because I've been climbing at the Hive for since day one. Um, so we kind of just struck up a conversation. And I was like, "Oh, I, I, I'm starting. I've been wanting to compete." And Christian and Andrew were like, "Oh, wow, you should." Uh, joined the swarm team over the summer just to try it out and uh, so I did that and that went really well that was really fun and uh, right as September was rolling around they're like hey Sam uh, you should you should uh, do swarm time swarm team full-time this is seems like a great fit for you and uh, it's it's been going great since then <laughs> cool how long have you been on it uh, well that was uh, summer 2019 so yeah Quite a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> so pre-COVID even then. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, really cool. And what happened for the Team BC? How did that go down? Um, well, you kind of just qualify for it through uh, local competitions and then provincials and regionals and nationals, I believe. Um, there's like different levels to it, uh, like bronze and then silver and gold team. So I'm only on the bronze team this year, uh, which is fine. I'm hoping to make it higher. But yeah, it, you just kind of qualified for it. You don't like apply or anything. Okay. <laughs> I, had, I had no idea. And uh, I hope in the future, maybe I'll see you on the gold team. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I know you mentioned Christian Core, and I'm curious um, if you could tell us who he is, a little bit about him, and uh, if you've learned any lessons from him, because he is quite a legend in the climbing community. Yeah, quite the legend. Um, yeah, he's an amazing climber. Uh, w- one of the most legendary climbers uh, to exist, really. Uh, he climbed the first V16, uh, for those who, who don't know him, uh, which is simply incredible. Like, I can't even imagine climbing a V16. That's just way beyond my understanding. Um, but he because of his expertise and like his experience uh he's an excellent clo- uh excellent coach and um yeah he's taught me a lot of things uh his i don't want to say his favorite lesson but the thing he tells us uh, most uh, in practices is um be really focused when you climb and try hard because a lot of the times you just kind of go through the motions and you just your body just goes but you need that mental push to kind of engage yourself into um yeah push your body beyond what you think you can get it to um, so kind of like getting off autopilot mode a little bit exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um i remember the one lesson i learned from him that will always stick with me is precision trying to be really precise with climbing yes Um, yes but that is such an important thing to do and uh, often overlooked i would say Mm -hmm. especially for people who um climb as much as you do as people who spend a lot of time on the wall gets very like um autopiloty you just kind of start moving you find yourself at the top sometimes and i agree yeah it's hard to engage with it but um it's, it's a it's a good thing to do to really click into your brain um as far as your team goes, are there any other people that inspire you or just any local climbers? Yeah. Um, 
they're not on the team anymore, but they were for a really long time. Uh, Guy and Kinder McNamee. Um, they're up and coming. I don't want to say up and coming because they've been in the scene for a number of years, but they are just incredible climbers. I mean, if if you're involved or follow the climbing scene at all, you'll you'll know their names. Um, they have been to world championships in lead in, lead in bouldering and got gold medals in all sorts of competitions. It's just ridiculous. So just training with them is such a privilege and so so fun and helpful at the same time and inspiring, of course. Um, and like they're my age. So being able to train with people that are my age who are doing these crazy inhuman things it's like wow that's a goal i can reach right and they're right in front of my face training alongside me that's insane um so yeah that that's been amazing uh unfortunately they're not on the swarm team anymore because they aged out uh last year but um they're still very much an inspiration to me yeah um i'm sure they're an inspiration for for many at the hive i was certainly incredibly inspired when i saw them climb and um it must be incredible to have someone or multiple someones to chase after at that level um it it is a beautiful thing to have someone to push you just a little bit beyond every time to Mm -hmm. have someone to see and um uh, i guess emulate yeah yeah i found especially for harder climbing um it's very easy to think something's impossible until you can see someone else do it. <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. You see them and you're like, Oh, that's how you do it. And it, it feels a lot better after that. So yeah. it's, it's definitely a great thing uh, to have people that are a little bit better than you to climb. I mean, that's why I like climbing with you. Oh, <laughs> no, totally. Thank you. Totally. Um, yeah. Let's see. I, I want to take it back a little bit. Um, I'm curious as to what little Sam was like. Uh, okay just like in general or like in general climbing well i I, just in general because this isn't necessarily a climbing question but i'm just curious about how people get to where they are so like what would you say you you started as um funnily enough i was a very uh energetic and off the walls haha funny pun uh kind of kid but uh, I was I would just go crazy and I was like I was actually held back in the um, held back a year because I had a late birthday uh, but also uh, allegedly from my mom uh, I was held back also because I was so energetic that she didn't want me sitting in a class uh, in kindergarten <laughs> so um, yeah I was <laughs> kind of a crazy kid that's fair enough. Do you uh, do you have ADHD? Uh, possibly. Uh, my dad actually got recently diagnosed, so the odds are in your favor. <laughs> in my favor, yes, definitely. But um, it's it's a it's a very common thing, and a lot of rambunctious children um, get diagnosed. Some get misdiagnosed, but it's a it's a surprisingly common one. I mean, I certainly have it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, what age do you get into climbing? Um, around seven or eight, I believe is when I first started, uh, I started, how did the story go? I'm pretty sure, uh, 
so I like the at one of the local swimming pools I went to quite often as a kid. Uh, they had this temporary climbing wall, like on the edge of the deep end. So I would go there and just go like do laps on the thing. Like I'd go up, jump off really high, fall, and then go right back on. Starting with some deep water solo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I just loved that thing. Um, and so one of the lifeguards just happened to be a boulderer. And so he's like, wow, this kid is kind of crazy. He seems really interested in this. So I came up to uh, my mom and I and was like, hey, have you ever heard of uh, this gym called Cliffhanger? Yeah, you should go there sometime. It seems like you'd love it. Uh, so as soon as I looked it up online, I was like, wow, I need to go right now. Little baby me. Uh, I was so excited. So, uh, yeah, I got a day pass like pretty pretty soon after, and I, I was just hooked. <laughs> it was like my new favorite thing. Um, for anyone who's been to Cliffhanger, you know it's like um, it's mostly sp- – uh, top rope and lead climbing but then they also have like a very small bouldering section up top so what I would do is I would go in with my harness and everything to go top rope climbing and then I would just drop it and go up to the bouldering wall I would just ignore all the, like the entire focus of that gym and just go boulder um, that was I didn't like ropes that much uh, still don't really as much as bouldering but uh, yeah and then uh i can't remember how long after but then the hive opened right next door and that was a pretty easy switch for me <laughs> um yeah and then climbing ever since cool damn so you started before the hive opened yeah that's insane <laughs> that was very crazy to think about yeah um no I, I definitely know the little cliffhanger section you're talking about and um if you haven't been it's it's just like a space that's maybe um, five or six meters with a little L and there's a roof section yeah. and just a bunch of mats and uh, it's like a tenth the size of a normal bouldering gym but I can definitely see you running around up there yeah I mean when you're really small that place kind of feels big so <laughs> I, I I definitely climbed there for a long time <laughs> that's so cool um, damn so you've really been going at it for a while yeah I mean not super consistently uh, because of uh, time issues and health issues, but, um, yeah. So when you started, were you going consistently or, uh, was it just like a weekend or every couple of weeks type deal? Um, for a while it was just like every week, like once a week maybe. Um, and then once the hive opened, I think I was going like two, three times a week, um, when I could climb. So, yeah. Cool. Damn, start early. That's a that's a <laughs> yeah. It's a great thing to do. But uh it takes a rare kid to really be into that. Yeah. I tried so many things as a kid, nothing would stick <laughs> until I started climbing. Yeah. But um it's an addictive thing, right? Oh my lord, totally. <laughs> totally. It's a it's a special sport for sure. Um I don't think there's much much like it. So it's it's oh. <laughs> it's it's really? cool like that. But um how was I gonna ask you? Um right what was your what is your proudest send proudest send um i have to say my most recent one and my highest grade one i guess um because i haven't really been climbing outdoors for very long or or that many times actually at all uh but 
it'd probably have to be Tatanka and Squamish, which is a V9. Uh, that, that's kind of a funny story of the send that uh, when that happened because it was actually raining and sunny at the same time. All right, was it sunny? Yellow rainbow. I don't think it was sunny. Never mind. It was raining. It was just raining. And uh, yeah, it was raining and I still sent it. And that is, I'm pretty proud of that. Fucking <laughs> V9 in the rain. You should be. That's that's uh, no easy feat. Um, how many times do you think you'd been climbing outdoors before then? Before then? Um, uh, the summer before I climbed quite a bit, but mostly on ropes. Uh, so not much bouldering. Maybe like count on both my hands how many times I could go, or that I went before then. Damn, so that's sick. Yeah. That's really cool. You got a, a lot of Squamish to explore then. <laughs> a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of boulders out there. Um, do you have any indoor projects that stand out to you? Indoor projects. Um, it's kind of hard to find an indoor project to be honest, but because they change them so often but uh between all the gyms we go to there's always uh, something i'm working on yeah that's so. fair um how, how do you usually project clients like do you find something that you are really motivated to do and work on it for like a month or is it usually like a few sessions at most and otherwise it doesn't go um usually it depends because uh, we go to different gyms or different hive locations depending on the day of the week. So I can, like, say we go to the North Shore gym one day a week. I would only get, I could try it over three sessions, but that's over three weeks, which kind of sucks for projecting, honestly. Um, but most of the time I'd try just every session if I'm really hooked on it and just keep going until either it's reset where it goes um yeah i i only give up if it's something that i just know i'm not physically strong enough to do yet uh whether it be like finger strength or like flexibility or something like that so. yeah yeah yeah. i like how you said yet <laughs> it's always gonna improve yeah, yeah. that's that's the 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 secret right there just keep getting better mm-hmm. truly um ooh, do you have any dream climbs outside that you want to do dream climbs um not for bouldering um just because i haven't looked into it that much um but one that just keeps coming up in like my social media feeds ever and just word of mouth is uh the legendary um dream catcher climb in squamish uh i don't lead that much but that route is is special (laughs) and i'd really love to even just play around on it for like a day and just see what the holes are like because it just the line is incredible <laughs> i'm sure you know it is a pretty incredible climb and uh who, who's the first person that did it chris sharma sounds like a legendary dude yeah <laughs> and uh if i recall correctly he did it in moccasins did he really he did the first attempt our first uh, ascent of Dreamcatcher in mocks wow <laughs> very cool <laughs> can't believe it those shoes are terrible for everything uh, except for being the best shoe out there. Um, but he heel hooked this entire thing in moccasins. Crazy. <laughs> Total beast. Um, on the subject of gear, I am curious about climbing gear 
Um, as someone who's climbed a long time, I'm sure you've gone through God knows how many climbing shoes. Um, <laughs> yes. Do you have any that stand out to you as really good? Things that have worked for you as far as shoes go? Yeah, right now I have uh, two different pairs of shoes that I wear. Um, one for like normal training days and like comp climbs. And then another pair for like outdoor climbs and like things that have really small feet. Um, so I have my comp shoes are, like really soft. They're um, Tanaya Oasis, I think they're called. Uh, they're like the light blue ones, but they're extremely soft. So like volumes are a breeze. Um, I love those things. And they fit my foot perfectly, which is generally what you want for a climbing shoe, um, which is why I've been using them for so long. Because uh, my feet, I don't know what's wrong with them, but <laughs> I can't fit most popular climbing shoes. So uh, it is what it is. And then my other pair, I got them recently. They're Scarpa something or others. The 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 orange ones with like the ridges on the toes. Uh, the Instincts? That's it. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> you got the orange ones. So that's with the um, stiffer rubber, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. I had a pair of the softy blue ones and I really enjoyed them. Yeah. They're fantastic shoes. <laughs> Maybe I should try those then. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, um, it's just a grip instead of edge rubber, which mm. I think is better. They yeah. probably die a little bit quicker, but um, that's half the fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get to drop another what how much are the two hundred dollars now yeah something like that it's it's a a cheap cheap not cheap not a cheap hobby not a cheap hobby (laughs) definitely uh always sucks playing through shoes but um that's curious are there any shoes in the past that you really like that you don't wear anymore um i wore the tarantulas for most of my early climbing uh life i guess both the lace ones and the velcro um i don't know what? they just kind of worked and they were like the cheapest option yeah so. yeah um what grade did you get to in tarantulas what grade yeah climbing grade uh i don't know what you like mean sorry were you climbing four hexes five hexes in tarantulas oh yeah i was uh getting up to like five hexes on those things so yeah Damn. <laughs> yeah the, uh, they work <laughs> shoes are shoes can't can't uh be a bad climber with bad footwear yeah it's all about how you climb not the shoes i mean hey sometimes people in the swim team forget their climbing shoes and have to wear like the high rentals and every time christian makes like a joke about like hey it'll improve your footwork for this session so it's a good thing you forgot and it is uh it's always pretty funny but it's true i mean try doing slab and high rentals and it's uh <laughs> It's a different game. <laughs> different game. <laughs> With the, the, the non-marking gray rubber. You don't yes. stick to anything. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, uh, are there any other gear things you like? Do you have any like chalk companies you, you really uh, enjoy or uh, chalk buckets or anything? Anything you'd want to shout out? Um, I don't know. I'm not too particular on um, like just normal loose chalk because... To me, it's just chalk is chalk, but uh, liquid chalk has been very particular for me because I sweat a lot in my hands, so I go through bucket loads of that stuff. Um, I I've been liking the mammut chalk a lot. Um, I don't know; it it feels like it adds texture to my hands somehow, and it stays longer. So cool. Yeah, 
I love it. That's the recommendation. I also have the sweaty hands problem, so <laughs> I'm always looking for uh, ways ways to uh, combat it. You know, I actually hold on to the wall for once. It's a rare occurrence. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, totally. Um, I'm curious about the mental game of climbing, because um, I think it's it's such a big part of it. Very big, yeah. Huge. So, do you have any mental tricks you use? Things you practice, um, just in day to day, to uh, keep you sharp for climbing. Yeah, um, this is a trick I use a lot during comps, but sometimes um, also when I'm like preparing to do like a project of mine or like a flash attempt of a hard climb. Uh, so something I do to like clear my mind and uh, kind of like get in the headspace, you know. So I'll just like find like either an object or like a point usually on the ground especially at cons where there's like all the spectators yelling at people and all the loud music and stuff like that so i'll kind of just block them out and find a spot um it could be literally anything uh, like someone's shoe or something i don't know and then i'll try to like analyze every single part of it so like what the texture would be like um if i flicked it what sound would it make um i would try to like find a hidden face in it like you do with clouds or something uh like just completely dive into it which sounds really strange like take a shoe for example you're just staring at someone's shoe for like a minute long it's crazy but it really works because you your mind just blocks everything out and gets totally invested in this random thing and um i found that really works for me uh, just to kind of clear my head and get focused all right um Definitely the mental preparation before trying something hard is um, so crucial because you need to have the right headspace going in, but you also need to know the sequence that you're going to do. So yes. uh, d- is there anything that you do to read climbs that you think is, is uh, helpful? Like what's your strategy around going up to a boulder? Like let's say you're going to try a flash on a, a hard climb for you. You think you could flash it. What does that look like? Yeah, so... Um that's honestly one of my weaknesses is reading beta, especially on comp climbs. Um, but typically I would uh, try to like imagine myself on the wall and specifically focus on like every single micro beta. So like exactly where this specific part of my shoe is going to go in this hold and then like every single movement. So I'm not just going to be like foot here, hand here, right here. Um, try to be like really specific about it. And then once I think I have an idea for what is probably going to work, then I um, close my eyes or look somewhere else. And then I would try to remember my sequence and the holes and what they're like. And then from the bottom up. And if I can remember, then I'm good to go. Because, like, I remember. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that when you're there fumbling around, your brain will have known that it had to do something. Yes. So you, okay okay that's a that's a cool trick i've never thought about um looking away and trying to analyze it just from memory um so i'll definitely try and do that in the future yeah cool um that that's a, a great tip never even thought of that brilliant um i can't remember if that was a tip from my coaches or not it probably was probably <laughs> yeah um I mean, Christian is a is a great coach, and I'm sure there's many others. I know, um, is Jeff Thompson right? Yes, yeah, he is. He's also amazing, <laughs> super brilliant. I had a uh, lots of conversations with him when I used to work at the Hive. Well, not lots, but um, 
I don't know. He came off as a very well educated coach. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, I am curious about what value you find in climbing. What value I find like, in it? Um, what do you get out of it? Like, what keeps you coming back? And um, yeah, I guess just that. What do you get out of it? What keeps you coming back? Yeah. Um, for me, it's a couple different things. Uh, I find it to be quite a therapeutic thing because when I go into it, I just kind of go with the flow and it's very it's a way for me to like ground myself um especially after like a long week or something and then i can just ignore everything else in my life and just go up the holds right um just that the physical exercise of it also really helps um you know if you're just sitting around all day and then you get some exercise and it's something you love to do and it's just amazing <laughs> it doesn't get better than that yeah uh that's great. I also really love like um, the problem solving of it, like trying to read some wacky beta that the setter, crazy setters made up. Um, that's really, really fun, especially like when you're with a bunch of friends and you're all brainstorming together. Like that feeling is that's that's what keep, keeps me going back, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's such a strong sense of community amongst climbers. Uh, very, very strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a beautiful community. Um, though I find most like tight knit, more extreme niche sports uh, tend to be because everyone has this baseline respect for each other, um, yeah. which I think is a beautiful thing. And I mean, uh, at our gym, the hive, there's a lovely community, some awesome people there. Mm-hmm. But mm, what was I going on about community and people? Why do you keep going back? Um, right. Sorry for being so disorganized. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> um, you've obviously put a lot of your life into it. Um, would you say that you've sacrificed things for climbing or would it just be the way that you want to live your life? Um, to be honest, the way I want to live my life, um, I've definitely had to focus a bit less on the schoolwork some nights because I go straight from school to climbing and then squeeze in a tiny bit of homework and then back to sleep. Um, but uh, I've been able to balance it all right. So I don't say I've sacrificed too, too much. That's fair. And I mean, you, you've you've gained a lot. <laughs> yes, I have. It's a, it's a great thing to have in your life, I would say. Um, are there any lessons you've learned from climbing that you apply to yourself or your mindset as a person? Hmm. I mean, the the mental game can apply to like many, many different situations. Um, especially like if I'm going, getting overwhelmed or like feel like I'm getting a bit too frustrated with something, then I, I can use my tricks to like calm myself down a little bit sometimes. Um, but yeah, uh, climbing is such a big part of my life, so I can kind of um, how I put this, kind of like mesh it in with the rest of my life, and just it's kind of like one big thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a part of life in that way. Um, one lesson I've learned that I thought was very impactful was just that you can kind of do things if you keep smashing your head at the wall for long enough. <laughs> Yes, that's Just, true. Uh, what, persistence prevail when all else fails. And it's uh, 
a hard lesson to learn sometimes, but uh, climbing definitely taught me that. I think it's a, a, a beautiful thing. Yeah, um, for sure. As far as the, the whole mentalness of climbing, how do you find that your ability to climb uh, consistently and well affects your mental health? Uh, quite a lot, actually. Um, when COVID hit and all the gyms shut down, uh, that was pretty tough for me because, like I said, it's so therapeutic. Um, uh, not climbing consistently is pretty tough because then I only get I only get like that therapy session or whatever uh, uh, less often, right? So naturally, it would be worse for my mental health. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a big part of my life, so. It's a big part of my mental health as well. No, definitely. And um, I know it's easy to beat up on yourself when you're not feeling good on the wall. They yes. often go hand in hand. Yes. That's uh, really hard for me, especially right now, because uh, we just came back from like, a temporary-ish break over the summer from climbing. So now, like, my performance is gone. <laughs> Shot down a bit. Yeah. So I'm trying to tell myself, hey, it's okay. It's just natural that your body uh, needs to catch up. So Definitely. And yeah. uh, you can't be running in high gear all the time. That's not sustainable by any stretch. Very true. It's a great yeah. way to get injured. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, yeah. You definitely need periods of uh, uh, feast and famine, you know, some rest, some, some lots of activity. But I found it always comes back um, as long as you keep up the work. Exactly. Yeah. But it'll come. I know. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, as far as injuries go, I'm curious about your history with injuring yourself because no one can climb up a wall consistently and, and be unscathed by it. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any like crazy, crazy injuries. Like a lot of people I've heard of, um, I've like pulled my hamstring quite a few times, uh, which sucks, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, you know, I've got like the typical strain in my finger, almost pulled like a tendon or something. I don't know, but really nothing too bad. From crimping? Yeah, yeah, crimping. <laughs> oh, it's fun. Um, then you used to get um, ingrown toenails. <laughs> yeah, I I did for a, a really long time as a kid. Uh, it was like the it was like a recurring thing every year at the same time. I get them but like really, really bad where I could barely wear like normal shoes, let alone climbing shoes, which are like skin tight. Right. So, uh, that really sucked, uh, when I was starting to climb cause I couldn't keep up the consistency, right? Like four or five months out of the year, I couldn't climb. Whoa. Would it really take you out for that whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Um, and like every year I would have to get a surgery. So that would, put me back even after the surgery because the healing times so that was that was really not great yeah it's, it's a lot of time away from um the wall but yeah. also pain it hurts oh my goodness yes <laughs> man is it ever painful i used to get so many ingrown toenails when i would sail a lot sail i used to sail wow. tried a lot of things <laughs> that was one of them and uh my god it sucked had like three years straight of different ingrown toenails but luckily, that was before I started cramming my feet into tiny little climbing shoes. So I managed to avoid that <laughs> dreadful pain. Um, happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I really could not imagine. Um, that sounds pretty intense, really. Um, 
Damn. All right. Um, I'm gonna 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 step in a bit of a different direction now. Okay. I'm curious as to what you're currently doing for um for your education for your work. Right. Um. So, uh, as a few of my friends would know, uh, I'm doing um this program that my high school or not my high school my um, the VSB offers called Youth Work and Trades and that basically just lets me start uh, working in whatever trade I want uh, while I'm still in my grade 12 year um, so I chose to be an electrician and I've been doing that full time since May so five months six months that's it's been going great honestly <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's pretty cool I hear you work up work up wake up rather early what time do you usually get up Sam? Yeah, I usually wake up at like 5.20 in the morning. <laughs> Damn, and what time does your work start? 6.30. 6.30? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, well, at least you get off early. That's true. Getting off at 3 is uh, is nice. <laughs> but damn, that's a, a hell of a work day for yeah. full time. Uh, so that's a lot to uh, to pursue, but uh, do do you see the future in it for you? Is this something you're, you're looking to pursue or just like a good good uh, plan to have um yeah i definitely do see a future in it for me it's such a there's so many different paths you can take as an electrician uh, some i definitely don't want to do some i really want to do uh so i just kind of like a big question mark to be honest kind of just feeling my way through it um once i get my ticket and like about four years I'll have a better idea but um, I I started it just as like a backup plan uh, because to be honest outside of this I have no idea what I want to do with my life so I was like okay whatever I'll just do this and then it's a nice backup plan to have so yeah definitely it's a hundred percent something that can support you for your life so not a bad thing to do but freaking who knows what they want to do that's a question and a half for sure yeah um what a what a challenging thing to come up with especially in high school yeah oh my god it's ridiculous it is a quite a lot of expectation placed on on the young people but um i don't know my experience with it has just been uh go along with whatever you're doing and usually if something should change you'll see it and just having that direction is so important yeah if you, sure. if you don't have a course to go, you'll never um, realize that you need to change it. Yeah, that's very true. But keep going. But uh, no, it sounds quite curious. I know a few friends who are in electricians programs, actually. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> I got a friend, uh, Matt and Jack, that are both doing it. But I'm curious. <laughs> you said there would be things that you'd be quite into and things that you really wouldn't be into. What's like the bad line for an electrician? Um. There's this thing called uh, like slab work, which is where you're um, building usually a, a high rise, so like a condo apartment stuff, um, and you're on the the new floor that's going up, and you're running all the conduit uh, where the wires need to go in, right? So you're you're kind of attaching all the electrical boxes with these pipes, and you're doing that in any type of weather because it's fully exposed right so in the snow in the scorching heat i was working on the top level this heat wave and 
oh my goodness like to say I was sweating is such an understatement it was just constant it was like I was swimming in my sweat it was absolutely ridiculous uh, I would hate to do that for the rest of my life just absolutely hate that that's fair <laughs> enough that sounds like a hell of a lot of work yeah it's um it's also pretty backbreaking because you're like bent over um reaching out your feet all day long um so not very sustainable not <laughs> it no uh but then there's other stuff where you're inside a building uh doing things most people would assume an electrician does like putting in light switches and outlets and stuff like that which is probably more what i would want to do yeah. a little bit uh less exposed to the weather a little less industrial yeah all right well that's curious i learned something today always <laughs> very nice um uh to take it back to training i'm curious if you have any training goals you're looking to reach is there anything any like benchmarks that you really want to um to hit in the future hmm um i don't know I don't really have any specific goals, I guess. Um, actually, no, I take that back. Uh, I want to eventually get my splits. I'm really far away from it and have been really far away from it for a long time, but it's uh, I'm seeing progress and I'd love to be able to do that. Uh, mostly to prove my sister wrong because she doesn't think I can make it, but... Um, yeah, uh, that's probably one of my biggest goals because flexibility is like one of my biggest weaknesses. So, yeah. one of what would you say is your biggest weakness then? Uh, well, that is probably my biggest weakness, but uh, I guess the next one would probably be um, like big dynamic coordination dinos, um, especially because I just don't get to train them that much. Um, yeah, I mean, the, it's rare to find um setting with very competitive style moves very true very true and uh even harder for people to set it because i'd imagine for a commercial gym it gets lost on most people that is true yeah um it's it's kind of tough to to be a gym owner and and set for like two camps of people right you have the beginner climbers who uh want like easier climbs naturally which is it's perfectly fine uh, we were all there once, right? Uh, and then you have the hardcore climbers who are going there like three, four, five times a week and want the hardest climbs out there. And <laughs> so you can only set so many climbs. So I, I understand. <laughs> For sure. And uh, especially here, since we're so close to Squamish, there's a lot of people that are outrageously good at climbing that pull up to the gym just all the time. So yeah definitely a diverse crowd and a diverse set but i don't know as far as i can tell the hive does a good job setting very difficult things though they're often like very different in style yeah like, some of the harder like fives and sixes might be very easy for one person but very difficult for someone else just because of how they're set that is very true yeah very true yeah yeah it's a uh challenge to make climbs that work for everybody but everyone's different so you can't really do that exactly uh you're try you want to be a root setter don't you i think that would be a lot of fun it'd be yeah. great uh part-time work <laughs> well i mean that's gonna be your one of your biggest dilemmas is 
what climbs to make, right? So. Oh, definitely. I have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> it, it would be a lot of fun to learn. I feel like I just end up setting a lot of um, moonboard style problems. It's just like a few small holds up the wall and like climb it. <laughs> oh, you're evil. <laughs> it's my favorite. But um, no, it would it would be a lot of fun. It would be a lot of fun to set climbs. I think that would be uh, uh, an amazing thing. Like what a yeah. fucking job. Pull up in the morning, make some climbs. Yeah, that's it sounds so chill. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um uh, okay, I have I have some more questions for you, Sam. All right, I'm not gonna let you get off that easy. Uh, <laughs> uh, what what would you say is your biggest strength as a climber? Um, I'd probably say like my uh, just natural strength and like my genetics. I guess um, I was really lucky to just kind of be born with like raw strength which has been really helpful i guess um like i don't want to brag but like it's it's really really nice to be able to to climb and have a baseline that is higher than most people and like that doesn't mean i don't have to work because when you're at a comp level everyone has to train so i'm still behind in quite quite a lot of different strength related things that um still need to work on but yeah i'd say that's my strength <laughs> strength is strength um, <laughs> it's a good strength to have um by any by any stretch of the imaginations for for stuff you need to work on would you say it's mostly antagonistic so like chest shoulders stuff like that yeah um and also uh like uh, finger strength especially now more than ever since i haven't i've taken the break over the summer but uh yeah antagonistic and finger strength stuff yeah that's fair enough yeah um as far as like your training prs go um how how are you hanging on your fingers doing like one arm pull-ups or are you doing that like peak training um yeah normally we do um like one arm hangs on uh our the smallest crimps we can hold and then the slopiest slopers and the smallest pinches or the slopiest pinches i guess uh yeah uh i got some <laughs> pretty crazy small uh crimps way back when i was really strong um but yeah i can't even remember the size because they're not marked on the holds but i don't have any numbers for you i'm sorry <laughs> oh that's okay numbers are always fun would it be some of the holds that christian made yeah uh, at the north shore is usually what we do our hanging so uh that's a if you've ever been there it's pretty he has a very big selection of stuff it's it's really nice for training because you can like slowly get worse and worse instead of jumping down like a couple millimeters right so it's really good for training it's got those boards all dialed in it (laughs) is very cool um did you ever get any made to your fingers oh yeah those ones uh no i haven't (laughs) what are you doing hive i i know (laughs) like i mean if we had if we did that for all the swarm team and like the ambassadors and stuff, we'd need like a whole nother room. So, yeah, I guess there is a big community that the hive is invested in training, right? Yeah. Yeah. Quite a big one. Huh? Um, I guess about the ambassador team, is there any ambassadors that you really look up to or have you found value through the program or is it just kind of something that's been going on next to you? Um, kind of something that's been going on next to me but actually one of the ambassadors is also my coach 
uh, one of my coaches, um, Ivan Lowe or Ivan Lou. I'm sorry, Ivan. I forget how to pronounce your last name. I feel very bad. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm sure if you're into the local scene or even the national scene, really, uh, you know him. He's uh, he's a beast, really, uh, and also one of my inspirations. Uh, he and Kinder and Gee, they train together. They're both on the ambassadors, or all on the ambassadors. And uh, yeah, he's one of my role models for sure well i i didn't realize he helped train the swarm team yeah. yeah he's a really great coach yeah yeah oh that's so cool i've i've seen him around doing all the six x's in the gym and being like how do i even <laughs> yeah <laughs> can't yeah. even can't even understand um isn't he competing for france i've seen him wearing a french national team jersey but i could just be wrong yeah that's a kind of confusing thing because i've heard the people on like the world stage they just like trade jerseys for fun so it's really funny um just you see some a random climber from canada who's wearing like a germany jersey and like what the heck where do you get that from um but yeah okay. no i don't think he climbs for france damn <laughs> couldn't be climbing for my country but i mean i get it the french are french are a little out there sometimes i doubt they'd give a random canadian french team like really <laughs> i don't know well Sh i think sean mccall competed it for france well, i didn't know that I th yeah he did but um he's also french i also didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> uh at the very least he's bilingual but um as far as i remember god it's, it's been a while since i looked into that um i'm curious about your team training um how long do you usually spend in a session and how many sessions a week do you guys go at it yeah, a uh, typical session is like around three hours. Um, excuse me, sorry. Um, and uh, usually about four times a week. Uh, different weeks we change it up depending if we're doing something different like uh, a mock competition or uh, some league climbing at the Richmond Oval. Uh, usually about four times a week. Damn, that's 12 hours a week uh, most weeks yeah and uh do you do any training at home to supplement that uh i don't i've i've been wondering about starting some extra hangboarding just because i feel like i've been lacking from the summer uh but i've been told not to add too much because it'd be too much for my body to handle honestly so uh, no just just the sessions so no stretching at home i do stretch I forgot about that <laughs> so um obviously flexibility is a big part of climbing um very annoyingly much. so <laughs> and very annoyingly so i hate stretching <laughs> um yeah there's something about it just like dull pain but um it is an important thing to do do you do you have a, a routine or like things that you really enjoy for stretching have there been like specific things that you found that work well for you uh yeah i I have kind of a set routine. I go through like the uh, the stuff you would assume, like the uh, front splits and the side splits, and like all the hip stuff. Um, also, like some shoulder mobility stuff like that. Um, yeah, and, and some particular stuff that I like. My back is really uh, acting up recently, so I have some stretches for that. But yeah. 
all right pretty good routine <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It's, it's good to get in the routine of it for sure um the hips are so important for climbing yeah. shakira uh is always right when she said that the hips don't lie uh <laughs> it's a it's a powerful thing but well i guess especially for beginner climbers who might not put this together but why is being in control over your hips so important yeah um the main thing is being able to keep your body especially your hips close to the wall because what that does is it keeps your like center of gravity more over your feet which helps you um stay on the wall better really um especially for slab it's extremely important uh because like if you're stepping on these small feet or like slippery holds and you're doing like some crazy thumb presses like you want to be able to stand on your feet and not rely on your thumb strength to hold you on the wall right um it's like if you if you think about it if you're on a slab and you're like hanging on and your body's like your chest is way out here and you're holding on like this that's gonna be way harder to hold if you're unless you're really close to the wall and kind of your face pressed up against the wall right yeah um for people who don't know because there might be people who just don't know what right. is, what is a slab yes i should add more context i'm sorry oh no it's um, okay uh slab is uh so like this is a vertical wall right and then this is an overhanging wall where you're climbing up this face so um a slab is going to be when it's more than vertical yes so <laughs> it's like you're sliding down a slippery slope um and that's, that's like where you get more of the technical climbing and uh balancey stuff so yeah uh all getting your hips in standing on tiny little feet and outrageous crimps that are impossible to pull on <laughs> very much so yeah but uh slab climbing is great i'm curious um what's your favorite style of climbing um hmm I would say the one that applies to my strengths. <laughs> so, uh, like overhangy compression, uh, crimps, just really powerful moves. Um, I really like, uh, like some crazy beta where you do like feet first and stuff like that. I always love those kind of climbs. Um, I hate slab though. That's my least favorite style. Uh, I just, it doesn't come naturally to me at all <laughs> yeah that's fair slab is a, a a tricky one for sure but uh something about using your strength and muscling your way up some steep wall that looks half impossible and you're at the top is very <laughs> satisfying i get that yeah it's a lovely style and um freaking compressing is so cool too getting yeah. to use your your chest and all the the big muscles in your back to like squeeze the holds to generate force yeah like when you look at the hold individually it's like it's impossible to hold on to but then you see another hold on the opposite side and you're like yes thank goodness <laughs> you can pull on it yeah it's uh powerful powerful stuff um i i think we've gone through pretty much all the the little questions i have jotted down here really <laughs> um there is i guess one more thing i'd love to talk about which is sorry people getting into climbing uh oh, yeah do you have any advice for young climbers, new climbers, people looking to improve themselves at the sport? Take it up. Yeah. Um, I'd say just kind of dip your foot in and go with some friends and just see how you like it. 
um, you'll probably get hooked because it's so addictive. Uh, honestly, it's, everyone that I've kind of introduced into it has been, um, has just loved it. But I'd say, yeah, try to find some friends, uh, just do a drop in. Um, and then if you're starting to want to get a little bit more serious, then you really want to focus on consistency because you know your fingers haven't developed the calluses your body isn't used to these crazy in unnatural movements so uh yeah try to go a couple times a week and um kind of make it part of your routine and then your body will catch up uh and who knows maybe you want to go a little bit more serious and start doing some climbing specific training i don't know <laughs> climbing specific training is always a tricky one <laughs> very yeah lots yeah. of different opinions out there <laughs> definitely uh, definitely not something to start too early. That is true. That's a trap to fall into for sure. Yeah. Don't hangboard or campus when you're a beginner, please. You're just going to hurt yourself. Yeah, no. I uh, got to give yourself uh, a good, like, maybe half year to just accumulate uh, hours on the wall. Like, for get sure. your body ready to the strain. Easy, very easy to injure yourself. I've done that. <laughs> Stupid thing to do. Um, too much hangboarding and injured my fingers. So you gotta be, you gotta be careful. Gotta be careful out there. But I, I, I think that's it. I think we recorded a podcast then. I think we did. That's fantastic. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for doing this again. Yeah, it's um, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unfortunate that um, I have no idea what I'm doing, so the tech didn't turn out the first time. <laughs> but hey, we got to do it again though, so it's fine. That's yeah. great. I, I I appreciate it. I'm gonna go turn things off. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, I totally forgot a question. Oh, are we going to add another question in? Are we going to add this one? Yeah, we should. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Okay. What's the question? Uh, What do your eating habits look like? (laughs) (laughs) Being called out. Uh Uh-oh. Not great. Um, That's another thing I'm thankful uh, for because of my genetics and my metabolism but somehow I've been able to squeak by this far with not eating very healthily and also not as much as I should have or should be uh, especially before a comp uh, sorry coaches <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, not enough veggies I eat enough fruit um, just too much like grains and like cereal and stuff like that um like pasta but uh, i could definitely diversify it a lot and uh, make it a little bit more healthy i think <laughs> all right all right so uh what's your favorite meal a favorite meal uh, uh i don't really have a specific favorite meal to be honest uh i don't know that's too much pressure i, I, much pressure. I, I can't <laughs> think of one how about what's your favorite color uh uh uh, like a like a nice forest green, I guess. Beautiful. All right, thank you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> We're right. ending it thank for real so now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a fantastic ending! Oh my goodness. <laughs> cool. Awesome.